0: Good morning, everyone. This is your brother in the faith, Bishop Byron Curry, with morning meditation. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is another beautiful week. This is Monday, starting off our week, and I'm so glad that God has allowed me to start this week off with you, my uh, lifeline. Morning meditation family, thank you so much once again for allowing me to be an intricate part of the start of your week and your day. I hope that you got up anticipating for God to use you in a mighty way, anticipating God to reveal himself to you in a mighty way, anticipating for God to do some changing to the people that's in your environment, the people that's in your family, people on your job, in your community to see God allow you to affect change in your life and in others' lives. It is a day that God has caused us to rejoice in. The Bible says that a good man's steps is ordered by the Lord and we will obtain favor from him if we do exactly as the word says, which brings that to the point of what we're going to talk about today. But Let's get into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you right now for this opportunity to be able to embrace, Father God, the life that you have given us on this day. This day is not like no other day. This is a new day. This is a day that is established with your mercy. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus and Father God that today, uh, your grace will be sufficient. Your strength be made perfect in our weakness. We don't know what's ahead of us in this day, but we know that we have you who's the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the one that, Father God, that leads and guide us. You have given us the comforter. You've given us, Father God, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, our guide throughout the day. And we thank you for it. We appreciate you setting your angels to be camped around about us. Father God, as we fear you, reverence you, give you glory, honor, and praise, those angels protect us from danger seen and unseen, and for that, we tell you thank you. We know that, Father God, that you've given us your divine, Father God, protection as uh, your divine providence for us today. For Father God, the scripture says that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory, so Father God, you already predestined our day, and For that, we tell you, thank you. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we open our hearts to you and that, Father God, that we uh, continue to keep our ears attentive to hear what the Spirit has to say to us. We pray, Father God, that not only do do our lives be uh, affected by, Father God, your goodness, your compassion, and your love, your peace towards us, but everyone that, Father God, you allow us to come into contact with today, Let them experience the same as we have experienced. For freely we have received, so freely we give unto others. We pray, Father God, for those ones who are going to work. We pray, Father God, that, Lord, whatever happens on their job today, let it not affect them. But let what you are doing inside of them affect those ones on their job. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for the educators and the students, Father God, who are uh, going to school today. We pray, Father God, a heavy anointing and a heavy presence of you in the school system, and among the educators and the students, Father God, that Lord, whatever the enemy means for their bad, God, you turn it around for their good and that they will have a successful year this year pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus for the president. We pray, Father God, for the Congress. We pray, Father God, for those ones who represent our country. We pray, Father God, that they will have a heavenly experience, that they will have a heavenly influence. Father God, that you will have your men and women of God post up in those, those areas in those places, in those regions, Father God, to speak wisdom in their ear, for they need to hear the wisdom of God. If they're going to lead your people, as Solomon said, Father God, when you gave him the opportunity to lead the kingdom, he asked for wisdom on how to lead your people. Father, I pray that you give them wisdom how to lead the, the, the world, Father God, which you have created by your own breath. And Father God, when it's all said and done, God, we will see that it is the lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes in jesus name we pray let everyone say amen glory to god to all of you on our facebook live and to those ones who are on our youtube page Um, all of you that's on here could you uh go to uh lifeline uh bkc lifeline ministries on youtube and subscribe to the youtube channel i know you Love Facebook Live and that's fine I want you to remain where you're comfortable at But still I would love for you to go And subscribe there We're trying to build up that platform as well Um, So if you can go and subscribe To the YouTube channel uh, We would definitely appreciate it Uh, We're going to have a lot of content coming on there That not just this But we're going to have a lot of content on there A lot of information that's dealing with Lifeline And we do not want you to miss it So all of you ones are on this Facebook Live Please go and subscribe to BKC Lifeline Ministries. Hit that subscribe button um, and you can be able to get some other information that's going to be coming out on the YouTube channel. God bless you on this morning. Good morning to you, John. Good morning to you, Sister Dixon. Good morning to you, Brian, Sister Golden, Mary uh, Hampton, Gloria. God bless you, Mother Gloria. God bless you, Sister Erica. Let's get into this word. I'm so excited about this. We're going to be in the book of James today. Um, also a very familiar book and passage. Of uh, this book we're gonna get into this word. Um, the scripture says in J- uh James chapter one, James chapter one, and we're going to uh we're gonna give God praise on today. I promise you y'all, it's gonna be good. Uh James 1, 19 through 23. James 1, 19 through 23. Um, The Bible reads, Wherefore, my beloved brother, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the ungrafted word, which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Um, I want to deal with glory to God. I want to deal with today. Be a doer of the word we want to deal with today be a doer of the word Can you just put that under your name i have to be a doer of the word i have to be a doer of the word today the assignment today for all of us is do do the word of god be a doer of the word of god today don't allow anything to sidetrack you today be a doer of the word of god today I want to let you know that there would be a lot of things that come to try to take your focus today that you will not succeed in doing what the Lord tells you to do. I want to want to start off saying I need us to understand where we stand at in the heart of God, where we stand at in the heart of God. God trusts and believe in us. God wants the best for us. God wants to see us succeed today. God wants us to see us triumph today. God wants to see us productive today. God wants to see us in a way that men don't believe you can be seen. God wants to expose us to the world as being his children. But he cannot do that alone. He cannot do. listen. He cannot do that alone. Now, when I say he cannot do that alone, I'm not saying that God doesn't have power to do it. I'm not saying that God doesn't have the ability to do it. What I'm saying is, is God's not going to force something on us that we don't want ourselves. God is not going to. uh, God is not going to uh, forcefully make us become something we don't want to become it has to be a willingness it has to be an agreement between the two parties and so what shows god that we want to do what he wants us to do or become what he wants us to become is how we submit ourselves how we submit ourselves to god how we humble ourselves to god the bible says humbling in ourselves under the mighty hand of God. So it's a willingness. Even when it comes to salvation, it's a willingness. Listen what the Bible says in John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever shall believe in him shall not perish. Whosoever shall believe in him. This is a willingness. This is a a choice of the individual. This is not something God's is forcing on us. So if you want deliverance, he'll give you deliverance. If you don't want deliverance, he's not going to, hey, he's, he's going to be disappointed, but he's not going to force himself on us. So today it is our choice to do this. I want you to put that under your name. It's my choice to do it. Come on, come on. I want you to put that under your name. It's my choice to do it. God's going to be faithful regardless if we're faithful or not. That's what the word says. I'm going to, I'm going to be faithful regardless if you're not faithful. I'm not going to change because I am who I am. That's what God is saying. I am who I am. So I change if not. So I'm going to do my part regardless if you do yours. But just because I do my part doesn't mean that you're going to successfully get to where you need to be. Just because I do my part is not going to mean that you're going to be triumphant as you think you're going to be because it works hand in hand. God works with us. He don't work for us. Oh, oh, God, Tony. Ain't nobody heard that? Ain't nobody heard that he works with us. He don't work for us. And some of us, we act like we employed God or we employed Jesus and they got to do their job. No, 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 no. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. He works hand in hand with us. He is not working for us. Oh, my God. From Zion. So it goes into James. James, the the half-brother of Jesus, but the oldest brother of Jesus. And James basically uh, was one who who had the opportunity to um, run the the big, what we would call the big church in Jerusalem. Um, James was the one that gave um, instructions. They came to sit among James um, to go over the spiritual contents of what uh, the Lord had left for them to be able to give the people and keep the people united together. As the Bible said, um, coming and being united in the faith, endeavoring to keep the faith um, and the unity among the brethren. They came and they, they, they got with James and they had a lot of uh, dialoguing with each other and praying and fasting and hearing from God to keep the people together. James, the brother of Jesus. Um, uh, I can say a lot more on him, but I want to deal with what James was writing in his letter. James got really, really, really intimate with the church that he was writing his letter to. And James was basically trying to get them to understand that you know, we want a lot of things. We want God to do a lot of things. We want God to move in miraculous ways. We want God to allow these signs and wonders and miracles to happen in our lives. We want God to give us this divine supernatural protection. And we want him to To basically answer us when we call it, we preach it like that. We preach some of us preachers. We made the mistake of preaching it like that to people, but not giving them the other half of this thing. We preach it like God is going to just swoop down and do all of these things and they get to, you know, just lay back and just wait for it to happen. That's not how this thing works. We have been preaching a magical, mystical God, a magical Mystical God. We've been we've been treating God like He's a genie in the bottle. And we get our wishes because we let you out. Y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> we get to use you. You get to you get to answer our commands because we let you out. No, this is not how this works. This is it's different. And and yes, understand me, beloveds, that god will do a lot of things for us god will cause a lot of things to happen in our lives god will and is on standby to do exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask and think but watch this but there has to be something inside of you according to the power so you got to recognize the power that is inside of you you got to understand what's residing inside of you that God will operate on. If he does, if you don't have this thing inside of you, then there is no operation. So what are you talking about? Here's what James turned around and says to us. He says, wherefore my beloved brethren, let your, uh, it says, wherefore my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Now this can go in various ways. When he's saying be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. he's not so much talking about listening to other people and gathering the information from other people and making sure you stay, you know what I'm saying, attentive to hearing what people saying to you because, you know, a lot of people in this world try to trap you. A lot of people in this world try to manipulate you. A lot of people try to be slick and throw a little slide, little stuff in on you. yeah you got to be doing that. That's you got to be, because I'm telling you, a lot of people will do a lot of stuff to you, y'all, especially in the time we living in right now, because um, so many things are, unsure, so many things you can't even find hope in anymore. So many people you can't really trust because everybody seems like they're out for themselves. And so now you got all of these manipulators. You got all of these people who are trying to make a dollar off of you because they're afraid that they're not going to be able to survive if they cannot you know, find a way to make ends meet. So you got to be careful because everybody's not true for what, what they do. And so Yes, you got to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. But that's not what James was saying, who you really need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. He He was literally saying, listen. You you have to know who you gotta listen to first and foremost. First and foremost, you gotta know who you're listening to because if you don't know who you're listening to, the conversations that you have to make, it, the conversations that you hear, the, that when you're getting ready to make your decisions, when you're getting ready to make your choices, the conversations you're hearing, the people who you're hearing it from, can very well pollute your choice, pollute your your um. Uh, Your choice, your choice making, um, your decision making. And so you got to be swift to hear because you got to know who you're hearing. Oh, my God, from Zion, this is going to go somewhere. Listen, listen what he says. I'm going to go back up to that, but I want to I want to go down just to verse 22. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own self. So James gets into this thing and says, listen, I hear you hearing God. I hear you hearing God. I I hear you hearing the word. But what he's saying is, Tony, is, is that you can't just hear the word alone. So this lets me know that James took observation and saw a lot of people hearing a lot of word, but have seen less of doing the word. So let me say that again. James had to take an observation of all of the times people came together in conferences, uh, what we call a day conferences. We have prayer conferences. We have uh, conferences on healing, conferences on real worship, conferences. We had so many conferences over the last decade. It it just don't make any sense why the whole world ain't saved. We done had so many gatherings and conferences and revivals and people still ain't saved. You, you find folk getting all of this word but not doing half of the word that they have already my wife used to say something to me that um she's on here too um uh she uh used to say something to me um uh constantly said you know we asking god for where we need a word from the lord we need a word from the lord and she said the 66 books son gave us all this word and we haven't done half of the stuff that the bible says for us to do But we constantly keep saying, we need a word from the Lord. We need the word. We need the Lord to speak to us. We need to, we need the the Lord. See, we don't got so captivated with wanting God to give us an audible voice that we forgot this voice. We forgot what he already said to us. Most of us have not even tapped in fully to everything God has already said in this book. And so we want prophecy and we want God to give us a revelatory word. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing. So so James says, don't just be a hearer of the word, but we need to be a doer of the word. So which brought me to this. What is he saying when he says we need to be a doer to the word? Now I'm going to go back up to the top where he says, the man should be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. So let's break this down. Swift to hear. Swift to hear who? Swift to hear who? Okay, glad you glad you asked me. He says be a doer of the word. So James is saying, you're getting a word. You're hearing the word. You're hearing the word, but who you're hearing it from is the important thing in the matter. So when I looked at John 1 and 1, Let's talk about this because he said word. He didn't say be a doer of the words. He said be a doer of the word. So the Bible said in John 1, 1 and 1 in the King James Version, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. The word was with God and the word was God in the beginning. Okay, let's go a little further. The word was there with God. The word was with God. The word was God. The word was with God. And the word is God. Watch what it says in John. Watch this. Watch what it says in John 1:14. The Bible says, and the word was made flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, look at here, Brother Frank. Look at here, Sister Jones. He says, Watch this. In the beginning was the Word. Okay, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, y'all gonna, somebody shouting already because they don't got this. In the beginning was the Word, John says, and the Word was with God, John says, and the Word was God, John says. Then John turned around in the same chapter in verse 14, said the word was made flesh. So when we go into Genesis, <laughs> watch this, Tony, when we go into Genesis, the scripture says God created the garden and he turned around. He had no one to 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 uh, till it. So he put a man inside of the, the ground. He made man, excuse me, from out of the dust of the ground and the man was just a body shell. The Bible said he blew into the man's nostril and the man became a living soul. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What he became, how did he become a living soul? God breathed his spirit into him. Now, here's the thing that gets me. What his spirit, what is his spirit? Watch what Jesus says. Jesus turns around and, and John I believe it's John, yeah. The, the scripture says that Jesus was dealing with this woman at the well. You remember that? And the Bible says he told her, The day will come and now uh the day the day shall come and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Now watch this. Jesus says, <laughs> He says, The words I speak unto you. Watch this, y'all. I didn't say it. It's what Jesus said out of his own mouth. John 6, 63, he says the word, the flesh profit you nothing, but it is the, Jesus just told a secret in Genesis. He says, the words I speak unto you is spirit and it is like y'all going to talk to me here y'all going to talk to me on this live now the same thing that happened in genesis jesus unfolds it in john 663 he says the flesh profit you nothing when god created adam in the garden the 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 body of dust that he made it was not it was not it was it didn't have any value just having a shell but then God breathed into the nostril of the man and the man became a living soul. Okay, Jesus turned around and said, your your flesh profit you nothing. But the words, the word I speak unto you is spirit and it is life. So what gave uh, what gave Adam a living soul was the word that God breathed inside of him. The word that God breathed inside of him calls his soul to live. God help us preach this thing this morning. We so so John picks it up and he tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Oh my God! From Zion. and we beheld the glory, uh, the glory of the begotten Father, uh, the, the glory of the begotten, which is Jesus. Of the father and it says full of grace and truth listen unmerited favor of God's truth you can't earn this you can't get this you can't buy this you can't bargain with it this only comes from the father by favor can somebody type under your name I have favor can you type under your name real quickly type under your name and testify on this live I have favor I have favor from God simply because the begotten has come and given me that. The word came and gave me. Oh, we already in there. We already in there. Somebody type, we already in there. Watch what this watch what it says in Psalms. Watch what the word says does watch, watch this watch this the word was activating the word was working way before the word even came to become flesh the word watch this the word was active the word was already responding before it became flesh but it shows what it was doing from the beginning and what it's doing uh what it did uh, in the, the disciples day and then what is doing right now for us watch the bible say in psalms 33 and 6 By the word of the Lord were the heavens framed. By the words of Jehovah, by the words of God, the heavens were made. Watch this. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So the word was already helping the Father structure heaven. Then by. The, that same word, the breath of his mouth came out oh, and the host of them in heaven and the host of those ones on the earth, this same word helped to construct everything with God. John said it in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I need y'all to get this this morning because I'm telling you, your day is going to excel the day. Your day is going to accelerate. Watch this, in Psalms 107, Psalms 107 and 20. Here's what the Bible says: He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Wait a minute. Let's talk about let's talk about when the when the word came to the disciples. Listen, Jesus came as the Word in the flesh. The Bible says. When he came, when he was coming, his them pronouncing him when he was coming, the scripture said he was coming to save his people from their sins. This is what they said. His name will be called Jesus. He will be coming to save his people from their sins. But also, too, there was another name he was given, which was called Emmanuel. The Bible saying that God is with us. Watch this. The word can't come without God. And God will not come without his word. Let me say that again. The word can't come without God and the word and God won't come without his word. Oh, I want somebody to type under your name. I got God. I have the word. I have the word. I got God. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. I got God. I got the word. I got the word. I got God. You cannot have them separated. They come hand in hand. You can't separate them. This this is why Jesus said what he said. He said, no man can come to the father except they come through the son. Why? Because the son is the word and the word is God. And God is the, oh, God is with the word. Oh my God from Zion. Oh my God. God. Are y'all getting this this morning? Are you getting this this morning? Watch this. He will save them from their destruction. So now let's talk about us. He sent the word to heal us. Listen, beloveds, the moment we hear the word, this is why it was so important, what what, what James was saying in his, in his letter. James was saying, don't just be a hear of the word, do what the word says. Why? Because in that word, healing comes. Watch, it says he sent his word to heal. Oh my God. So what? When we receive Jesus, we already receive our healing. Do Are y'all getting this on this lab this morning? The moment we receive Jesus, we receive our healing. Now it makes so much more sense, beloveds, when we say they that are in Christ are new creatures. That's what he's saying. They that are in Christ is not sick anymore. (laughs) Those ones that are in Christ is not unhealthy anymore. You're not unhealthy with your thoughts. You're not unhealthy with your heart. You're not unhealthy with your spirit. You're not unhealthy with your soul. You are healed because the word comes with healing. Oh my God, from Zion. Go ahead and praise him. It's okay. Go ahead and praise him. Somebody shouting on their job. Somebody giving God glory in their car. Somebody giving God glory in their house right now. Listen, you have Jesus. You already healed. Oh, what did what did Isaiah 53 say? By his stripes, we were healed. Listen, beloveds, the word came to bring healing because the father sent the word. My God from Zion. Oh my God from Zion. Look what it says in Psalms 119, 89. Mm-hmm. Psalms one nineteen eighty nine. 89. Look at what it says. Lord, I'm reading from the uh, Harman's Bible. It says, Lord, your word is forever. Your word is forever. It's, it is firmly fixed in heaven wait a minute, wait a minute. Your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Listen, The word never left lost its place. Just because God sent his word to the earth, listen, it never lost its place. Jesus never lost his place. Deacon Knight, I need you to test this in the Holy Ghost. Listen, he never lost his place. We act like he left heaven and lost his place and he had to gain it back. He never lost it. You know why he never lost it? Watch what Jesus said, Tony. He says, He says, I sent my word out to perform what I sent it to perform, and it shall not return back to me void. He, The word already had a seat by his father. He just left his seat to come down here to do what the father needed him to do, but he was going back to get his seat. His seat was never taken. It was never optional. It wasn't for somebody else. Jesus was the word of God, and God, watch this. This is what God says. God said, I'm not a man that I should lie, nor do I have to repent if I said it. Did y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Listen, listen, listen. God says, I am not a man that I should lie nor do. I have to repent if I said it. It's going to come to pass. Why? Because Jesus is going to make sure that he fulfill it. Listen what Jesus said as the word. He said, I did not come to destroy the law nor the prophets, but I came to fulfill it. The word came to do what God said to do and it was not going to come back to God voided. So when Jesus left us, Jesus went to go take his rightful place at the father's side because that's where he always been. Oh my God. Oh my Oh be a doer of the word. Oh my god, from Zion. Watch what this watch what Psalms 147, 15 through 18 says in the NLT version. He sent his mortars to the world. He sent his orders to the world. Can we translate that? He sent his word to the world. Watch this. How swiftly his word flies. Wait a minute. He sent his orders to the world by his word. Watch what he says. He sent, he sends the snow, like, and he gives examples how the word comes swiftly and how the word responds and how the word operates, Tony. He says he sends his orders to the world. How swiftly his word flies. He sent. he sends, send the snow like white wool, he scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stone or uh, stones. He hurdles it. And he says, who can stand against his freezing cold? Then at his command, it all melts and all melts. He sends his winds and the ice from raw. So he says he sends his word. His word comes out because he sends it to a uh, 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 the way that he sends it, and it basically spreads abroad like ashes. Didn't Jesus affect the world when he came here? Didn't Jesus transform the world, flip the world upside down? That's because the Father sent him that way. That's because the Father, he meant for his word to affect the world just like he did it from the beginning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I need y'all to get this here. And when he did that, it was just like, The Bible even says our life is like a vapor. He says here that Jesus is like the freezing cold. It comes in, when He commands it, He melts it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. (laughs) So Jesus came here for a moment, did what He did, and He brought Jesus back. Oh my God, from Zion. Am I getting somebody to hear this right here? Am I getting somebody to get this right here? I promise you, your day is going to excel today. Why? Because now you're going to do the word for a purpose. You're going to do the word for meaning. It's not optional. Your healing is in the word. Okay, wait a minute. Watch what John says. Watch what John said. John says in 14 and 9, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Did y'all, did y'all hear that? It's making sense. Evangelist Stephanie, he says, have I been with you so long of a time and you don't know, thou don't know me already, Philip? You don't know me? Watch what it says. He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how say thou then show us the Father? Watch this now. John records that Jesus tried to give them insight of who he was, but they didn't catch it. Remember what John said in John one and one, Wait a minute <laughs> you know what John said in one and one in the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and God is the Word. So watch this when Philip was asking, show him the Father, the word was saying, "I'm showing you the Father right now because I'm the Word of the Father, oh my God, from Zion, oh my God, from Zion, are you Lord have mercy, are you getting this? Jesus says, I'm the word of the father And the word cannot be revealed uh, Unless the father is there And the the, the father Cannot be revealed unless the word is there So Jesus said, if you see Me, you see the father Because I'm the active word Of the father, oh my god From Zion Oh Can we go a little further y'all Oh my god, Jesus help me Oh my god Jesus, help me today. Glory to God. Watch this. John 14, 23 and, four, uh, 23 and 24. John 14, 23 and 24. Watch what he says. Jesus answers and said unto unto him, if a man loves me, now, I need y'all to catch this. If a man loves me, he will keep my words. Now, we saw in the scripture where it says that God says he sent uh, he sent his word with his. His command. He sent His word with His instructions. He sent His word with His demands. Okay, so watch this, and it says Jesus turned around, and John, John records that Jesus turned around and was speaking to them, saying, "If a if a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. My Father will love him. Why? Because you have received His word. You have received what He sent." You have received what he needed for you to have. Watch this. And he says, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him. What did we just establish? You cannot have God without his word and you can't have the word without God. Watch this. So he says, and we shall make our board with him. Watch what else it says. He that loveth me, not keep not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine. Watch this. He says he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. But then he turns around and says, and the word, not words. Like he said at the beginning, he said, word, he said, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father which sent me. Did y'all catch it? <laughs> Did y'all catch it? The word that I'm speaking to you is not mine it is the father watch this <laughs> but the father which sent me okay okay he sent his word so jesus says i'm standing i'm standing in 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 the, what what's the word i want to use i'm standing in the place for god but i am not the father the father is his own he is the one that sent me i'm the word i'm the word That is from the father. I am the guarantor of the father and he's right here present with you while I'm ministering to you because I'm coming out of his mouth. I hope I'm not confusing nobody this morning. I hope y'all getting this this morning. He says, "I'm the very breath of God. I'm the I'm the Word of God. I'm the one He spoke into existence for you all to experience His compassion, to to experience His healing, to experience His love, to experience victory, to experience relationship. I'm the one who God has spoken. Oh my God! It done got." Oh, I need y'all to get this. I need, I need you to get this. Watch this, John 2 and 5, 2 and 5. It says his mother, watch this. Y'all remember when the, the uh there was a wedding feast that Mary showed up to Jesus, mother showed up to, and the Bible says that they ran out of wine. <laughs> they ran out of wine, right? And so Jesus and them showed up. So let's 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 talk in the and let's talk in the spiritual language, okay? Let's not talk in the natural, let's just let's just talk in the spiritual language. The word showed up. So they ran out of wine and the word showed up. Okay, so Mary basically went to the word and, and was asking the word to confirm uh them receiving wine. Did they, they get new wine? Or the well, they didn't know they was getting new wine, but but Mary went to the word. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we talk. The Mary went to the Word, and Mary asked the Word about uh, the wine that was not at the wedding feast, uh, uh, the drought of wine that was uh, at the wedding feast. And so here's what the Word says. It's not my time yet. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, come on there. Come on. Y'all follow me. The Word say it's not my time yet. But because the Word was assigned to Mary. Oh. Wait a minute. What you saying? Because the word was assigned to Mary. Remember, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came to Mary and told Mary that she was going to receive a son in her belly of the Holy Ghost. She was going to get a word in her belly. Oh, can somebody say, can somebody say, I'm going to get a word in my belly? Come on, somebody say, I'm gonna get. oh, come on, somebody, talk to me. Talk, matter of fact, somebody say, I got a word in my belly, because some of you already received the word already. Can you type down there and say, I have a word in my belly? I have a word in my belly. Mary got a word in her belly, y'all. And so, so the word was assigned to Mary. Oh my God from Zion. So when Mary asked the word at the wedding feast saying, "Uh, we, we don't have no wine. Can you fix this right here? She went to the word to get it fixed. She didn't go anyplace else. She went to the word to get it fixed. Y'all ain't catching this in the Holy Ghost now. She went to the word to get it fixed. She did not go to another man. She didn't go to anybody else. She went to the word to get it fixed. And the word told Mary, it's not my time yet. I have a charge. My God, my father sent me to do a, a specific work. But because Because I'm assigned to you. What did Jesus tell the disciples? He said, You will ask me uh, what you want and I will do it for you. Why? Because I am the word that God sent to actually fulfill the need of you. Oh my God, from Zion. So watch this. So the word, watch this. The word told Mary, Listen, it's not my time yet. Here's what Mary says. Um, here's what Mary says Mary looks at the other men The disciples and said Whatever, here you go, John 2 and 5 her, His mother said Unto the servants Whatever he says to, to, Unto you, do it Mary says, whatever he says to you Do it Translation, whatever the word says to you Do it Oh, we about to get off here with a shout Whatever the word Says to you do y'all. This is a shot I got to do because I can't do no other shot. She says, she prophesies to them what James was saying in his letter. Mary speaks to them what James is speaking to us in his letter. She says, whatever he says to do, do it. Translation, whatever the word says to do, do it. That's why James says in the beginning of his statement, I believe in 19 of his letter in um, chapter one, he says, be swift to hear. Watch this. Be swift to hear who? Just what Jesus says. My sheep know my voice. I know them and a stranger they will not follow. I have to be swift to hear because I need to make sure I'm hearing the right person because I need to respond to the word that the word will respond to me. I I need to respond to the word that the word will respond to me. So I have to have my ears swift to hear who's talking to me. Oh, my God, from Zion. Oh, my God, from Zion. Oh, oh, are y'all getting this? The word, the word, the word, whatever the word says to you today, do what the word says. Be swift to hear the word in your life. Be swift to hear the word that's in your belly. Be swift to hear the word that you're meditating on. When you said when, when God told the, uh, uh, Joshua to meditate on the word day and night, re- meditate on his commandments day and night, meditate on his word day and night. In other words, translation is meditate on the voice of that word. The, voice, the word has a voice, y'all. <laughs> The word of God has a voice. Jesus is the voice of God. Oh, my God. From Z- oh, my God. There is not a word that does not have a voice, does not have a sound. You hear me talking to you right now. You don't see the words, but you hear the words because the word has a sound. Oh, can somebody say, oh, my word has a voice. Come on, somebody. My word has a voice. Jesus has a voice. Jesus has a sound and it's distinctive. It's not like any other sound. It's not like any other voice. That's why he say my sheep know my voice and I know them and a stranger they will not follow. There's a distinctiveness about my voice and I'm just not going to just hear any and everybody. I can be in a crowd of people and still hear Jesus. I can be among a lot of noise and still hear Jesus. I can be among a bunch of dysfunctionalness and still hear Jesus. Y'all not hearing me this morning? I know His voice because His voice is distinctive. Listen, Beloveds. So here's what here's what James says in verse between verse 19 and verse 22. Here's what James says: For the wrath of a man work for the wrath of man work if not the righteousness of God. That's why he says, "Be swift to hear, slow to speak." Well, listen. Why am I going to be slow to speak? Because once I'm being swift to hear what the word is telling me, then I'm slow to speak because I need to know in the, in the environment I'm speaking what the word telling me to speak because everybody is not for the word. The Bible says, cast not your pearls before swines, give not which is holy to the dogs. So I'm slow to speak because I need to know if, if if God wants me to share this with whoever I'm sharing this to. Or slow to speak to say, you know what, I'm not going to Say anything right here because all this gonna do is cause conflict. I'm slow to speak because this right here is not gonna profit me. I'm slow to speak because this right here is not gonna cause me any um uh cause me any help. It's going to cause me hurt. I'm going to be slow to speak because right here I can mess my own self up. I'm going to be slow to speak because this is not going to be healthy for somebody else to hear. No, I ain't going to say nothing. And then it says you'll be slow to wrath. Listen, so here's the, because why you can why, why are you going to be slow to wrath? Because wrath will cause you to do unrighteous stuff. Listen, beloveds. if we're not in tune with the word and we listen to something else, we're going to we're going to go into wrath and wrath does not fulfill the righteousness of God. And what does the Bible says? Our addition to our our lives. Our addition to our lives, the essential things we need for us to be productive, for us to be victorious, for us to be that winner that God wants us to be. It's based on us seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all these things will be added unto us. Uh, Matthew six thirty three. Listen, but if we in wrath, we're not seeking the kingdom. We're not seeking righteousness. We're going to be all discombobulated and the additions that we need to our lives, those essential things that we need to be prosperous and, and being in good health, even as our soul prospers the way God wants us to be, that will not happen because we operating out of wrath. Okay, can we get a little bit more in depth with what James was saying in his letter? He was saying even in verse 20, 21, he says wherefore lay apart all filthiness superfluity and naughtiness and receiving uh, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul so the word is to save your soul Jesus came to save our souls what did it say in Matthew I believe it's chapter 1 down in about 20 to 28 verse, it says he came to save his people from their sins, saving them from their sins is saving their souls. The soul is where the seat of your emotions is. To save you from the, the, the terrible, uh, the, the terrible, drastic, uh, Chaoticness of your soul, having you wishy-washy in your emotions and your feelings. Your, your soul is where the seat of your emotions is. That causes people who want, who cause people who don't, who don't want to live. Uh, it causes them those emotional feelings that they don't want to live. They don't want to go on. They don't have no purpose in life. See, when that thing gets embedded in your soul, you in trouble. <laughs> you hear me? When sin has gotten to your soul. Oh, you in trouble? But Jesus came; the Word came to save your soul, to save my soul. Listen, beloveds. So He says, "Put away the filthiness, the superfluity, and the naughtiness." That means that filthiness, <laughs> that thing just means straight, dirty, grimy, mucky, murder. You know, it, it's 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 foul, it's filthy. But but superfluity actually means unnecessary. You got, we, we we have had filthy stuff in our lives, mucky stuff in our lives, things that are just dirty to the core in our lives that's unnecessary to even be there. Naughtiness means nothing. It it, it, it gains us nothing since the It Hour. It, it helps us not. It don't help people around us. It doesn't help our family. It don't help us personally. James said, get rid of all of that filthy, unnecessary, nothing out of your life. Listen, 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 beloveds. Listen, are y'all hearing me? James says there's some filthy, unnecessary nothingness in our lives that we just need to get out of our lives. What did the Bible say? Casting those things from you that so easily beset you. Listen, what Paul says? I had to count some things dung. That's filthy. That is net. That's that's dung. That's filthy. That's nasty. Paul says this thing I had to count as dung as waste. I had to get it out of my life because I was wasting time with it and it was being wasteful in my life just being there and it's just not helping me at all. I need to get rid of it. Can you type under your name? I need to get rid of the waste. Come on. Type under your name. I need to get rid Rid of the waste. That thing in your life that is not helping you. That thing that is in your life that's not making you productive. That thing in your mm-hmm. life that's causing you more hurt than harm. I mean, more hurt than it helps you. It's harming you more than it's helping you. It's hurting your family. It's hurting your husband. It's hurting your wife. It's hurting your children. It's hurting your pro- performance at your job. It's hurting you as being a modern neighbor in your community. It's hurting you because you can't even be a citizen in your city. It's hurting you. You got to get rid of that thing that's hurting you. You got to get rid of that thing that's not profiting you. And here's what he says, and get the engrafted word. Listen what James said. Good God Almighty. He says, and receiving with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul with meekness. Come on, get off your high horse. Get out of pride. Stop being stuck up on your own self and your own ideas and your own feelings. He said with meekness, receive the engrafted word of God. Let God allow the word to be engraved on the tablets of your heart. Let the word take its seat in your heart The Bible says the word is Sharper than any two-edged sword When Jesus spoke, if you really follow Jesus, when Jesus spoke It stabbed and pierced you Like a knife, but it wasn't One of them old rugged uh, Rigid uh, Dirty, rusty knives He was with Precision, he was so sharp So clean with his cut When he cut you going in He cut you coming out but it was it was not a feeling that caused you to feel some type of way. That why he said with meekness, be able to receive the crafted word of God that saves your soul. Know that this word that he gives to you is not to harm you, but to save you. Know this word is not to put, cause you to be oppressed and depressed and have you emotionally distraught. But this word is to save you. Come on, come on. I want you to type under your name. The word is to save me. Come on, type under your name. The word is to save me. Never mind what everybody else is saying. The word saved me. Never mind what people want to say about Jesus. Never mind what people want to say about Christianity. Never mind what people want to say about the gospel this word I know saved me. I am fully persuaded is what Paul said. I'm fully persuaded. Nothing going to separate me from the love of God because I know that the word has saved me. I know that the word not only saved me, the word is keeping me. Can somebody say the word is keeping me? The word is keeping me, is keeping me sound in my mind, keeping me with joy, keeping me with peace, keeping me with my my eyes having vision, keeping me with a consciousness to know what's going on around me. The word is keeping me. So James says in his letter, he comes out and he says, listen, don't just be a hearer of the word, but doer of the word. Don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. Because me being a doer of the word calls endless possibilities for not only my life, my family's life, and anybody else who comes to be connected with me. Endless possibilities. What did Jesus say? What did the word say? All things are possible to them that believe. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Lord, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Oh my God, the word, the word, James in his letter, was trying to get the people of God. The church. The believers. To hear Jesus. Do what Jesus says. He said don't just hear what he say. Don't just hear what he say. Do what he says. We have seen. Countless of times. Many of times. In our walk in this faith. That we have seen many of people. Hear what Jesus have to say. But we also see many people not do what he says. You have more people who can quote what Jesus says than do what he says. That's why Jesus called a lot of the Pharisees and scribes and the Sadducees and the lawyers. He called them hypocrites actors. They can act but they're not genuine. They are pretenders. It's their job to play on people's emotions. That was that that is what actors do. Actors can get into the character and become whatever character you need them to be. If that character needs to bring in an emo- and see when you act and how you know that you are a good actor and good actors get paid a lot of money, is because they can pull an emotion out of you that others can't. That's why you ladies love Denzel, because when Denzel acts, He'll pull an emotion out of y'all. Some of y'all will be, y'all be crying. Old, uh, old chestnut. Oh, y'all are just, Ooh, chestnut. Oh, what y'all brothers laughing at? Y'all know y'all got some actors out there. That Holly Berry and, and, uh, what old, old other girl name is? Um, oh my God, bro. old Stella get a groove back. What a name is. <laughs> but, but those actors are there to pull emotions out of you. And what Jesus was saying is those hypocrites, those Pharisees, those scribes, those lawyers, they were great actors, that they pulled emotions out of you that caused you to be damned to go to hell. Jesus said, I didn't come to pull no emotions out of you. I came to heal your emotions. I came to heal your emotions. I came to set your emotions aright. I came to fix your thoughts in your mind. That no more that you will plague your heart. No more your heart will plague your spirit and your soul. I came to fix that. Because I'm the word that the Father sent to heal you. Listen, James says, don't just be a doer. Don't just be a hearer of what Jesus says. Be a doer. Today, be successful today. Be triumphant today. Be triumphant today. By doing what Jesus says. Don't just tell me what he says. Do it. That's what Mary said. Mary said, whatever the words say do. Do it. God bless you today. I pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful day today. I pray. Well, I know you already are. I know you already. This already. It's a done deal. Somebody say it's a done deal. (laughs) Type under your name. It's a done deal. Today is the day that you Excel today You're going to excel today Because you're going to do what the word says The Bible says, be angry Listen, be angry But sin not How in the world can I be angry And sin not Do what the word says Do what the word says I don't care what anybody else says What everybody else does Do what the word says And I promise you, you'll be healed Your emotions will be healed Your thoughts will be healed. Your walk will heal. (laughs) Your decision making (laughs) will heal. No more longer you living beneath your privileges. Live the way God tell you to live. God bless you and have a wonderful day.